0: your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey, welcome to the Pop My Culture podcast. I'm Cole Stratton.
1: And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hi,
0: Vanessa Ragland. Hey,
1: Cole. Wow, what a day here in Los Angeles. It
0: sure is. Uh-oh, you're in uh, morning news anchor mode. That's
1: right. I just got off a crazy commute. There's a little traffic on the 110. Oh, boy. <laughs> just kidding. I'm recording from my home. That's Hi, everybody. Hey, hey everyone. Back.
0: <laughs> welcome to the show.
1: Uh I've been being beaten to submission in a class I'm in lately, and I, uh, I'm, I'm not mentally recovering well.
0: Great. So this is going to be an even yeah. wackier Vanessa Ragland.
1: <laughs> and more self-loathing. Okay, let's do this. Uh,
0: a little bit before we get to our great guest. This yeah. guy is super, super funny. I'm
1: so excited we have him.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, if you like the show.
1: We hope you do. You can do a few things. Yep. Um, this is just like if you're in a relationship, do things for your partner every once in a while. Uh <laughs> Anyway, here are ways that you could help us help us.
0: You could go to iTunes and leave a review.
1: You can leave us as many stars as you like. Five is a great number. That's a good number of stars. I've heard it's good luck for people to leave five stars. Yep. Yep. I heard you meet the love of your life. If you leave (laughs) us um, a review, it helps us to get featured and it helps just sort of promote the podcast. So if you have anything nice to say, it would be awesome if you would say it
0: also, we are listener-supported. We are. There is a donate button on our website. PopMyCulturePodcast.com Any amount is super welcome.
1: Yeah, especially the more zeros you want to put on it, baby. <laughs> just
0: <kidding. laughs> Put something in front of the zeros. Yeah. So just oh, zeros. Yeah. That's and just we're talking zero. to you,
1: Tom, from Wisconsin. Really? <laughs> just <kidding.
0: laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> um, Any amount really helps. And if you do donate, we give you a shout-out on the podcast. We
1: sure do. And today, um, we were thinking, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But then we realized we have this thing around that we hardly ever get out of we the closet we hardly
0: ever bust out of the closet Ooh. um we got it we' it, weird at a convention or a fantasy convention yeah and <laughs> cool uh to
1: so many of those uh, yeah and i tagged the long one
0: it turns out it's the real one but yeah. anyways it's here so why don't we get it out of the closet okay
1: <laughs> oh here it is <laughs> How are you doing, sorting Hat? I'm doing great. Oh, you've got a little sweater on you. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, that's why you store me with your sweaters. Very true. Well, um, I, I'm sorry we haven't gotten you out in a while, but I have a few questions for you. I've just got some names if I could put great. them in. Great.
2: I will I will sort them appropriately. Wonderful.
1: These are people that have been giving to our podcast. I don't have time to explain to you what okay. a podcast is, but you know what it is. Right. Uh, first up, let me just pop in
2: eddie eddie Ooh, eddie noble of spirit but boring as fuck i put you into sorting hufflepuff oh. <laughs> okay okay We're
1: sorting hat. i don't want to criticize your game but i think maybe next time don't call the people boring as fuck
2: the sorting hat calls them like he sees them
1: okay uh okay here's another how about david David, ooh,
2: David, David, good, solid name. Mm-hmm. Chewing on this one for a moment. Right, sure. Ooh, David, ooh, uh, he seems great on the exterior, but mm-hmm. inside is the heart of a snake. Slytherin!
1: Oh, 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 no. uh, Slytherin! I don't think David has a snake heart. He was very generous with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Susan? Susan?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Susan, a heart of a champion. But,
1: but willing to break the rules to save a friend. Good. Gryffindor! Oh, Susan just won the jackpot of compliments in yes. that <laughs> compared to, you know, poor Eddie and David. And then last but not least, where would Terry go? Oh, Terry,
2: Terry, Terry. Well, there's one house left that we haven't used yet. Yep. <laughs> but also not fond of Terry Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Oh, you got Hufflepuffed, bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna I am getting a, r- my own reality show, right? Your,
1: yeah, of course, of course. Where
2: I live in a house with other hats.
1: <laughs> yep, the sorting house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> oh, gonna.
2: Well, let me figure out what network okay, it's going to be um, on. Ooh, it could be AMC. No, but no, you, no, I, I, it could be. I'm putting be, you
1: back in the closet. Like,
0: Spike, no, no. Spike TV. Spike TV.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all.
0: He's a real jerk. I think those people are going to probably take their donations back.
1: I don't think they can. Site's not set up for that. (laughs) Thank you guys. I have to pee.
0: Thank you guys for donating.
1: I almost made it through without having to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I'm back.
0: Wow, it's a good thing we actually hit stop for that. I think we're going to leave that in.
1: Oh, uh, you guys. Yeah,
0: people need to know. People,
1: need, I'm just like everyone else. <laughs> what, my pants? One podcast at a time.
0: You can uh, email us, too.
1: Sure you can. Info at com. Love
0: to hear from you. And uh, one of the things we'd love to do <gasps> is... Uh, wet
1: t-shirt contest. <laughs> it's a
0: wet t-shirt contest. On air. Uh, <laughs> we... Uh, We'd love to uh work with you guys a little bit,
1: oh that's true. Um We are trying to grow the podcast even more, and if any of you uh pop my culture listeners are interested in kind of getting in on the ground floor of some fun stuff we're going to do, you can email us at info at popmyculturepodcast dot com yeah we're just trying to
0: find different ways to get the word out and spread things around and uh yeah, we could use your guys' help so, so
1: if you're internet savvy or Love to use staplers. Just kidding. There's no job for people who love to use staplers anymore. Um, You can just email us and we'll find a way to work together. And we would be so excited.
0: Yep. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com.
1: And then just put in the title, God, Vanessa's beautiful. And that's how I'll know it's for this project.
0: Right. (laughs) And then put Cole,
1: meh, meh,
0: (laughs) Per usual. Uh, Well, why don't we, uh, oh, one more thing. We got to thank Mike. Mike Matola.
1: Mike. Oh, sweet Mike Matola. Line by line posters. You can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Matola, M A T O L A. Um, But so basically, Mike had tweeted at me, and I checked out his Etsy website, and he makes these awesome posters called Line by Line, where he writes out the text of things. Like there's one with the big Lebowski that is half, the whole image is made of half of the script. It's crazy
0: yeah uh, so it's like it's it's all these lines of text but when you move back from them you see a picture
1: yeah it's of whatever
0: it is and so it's, it's beautiful pretty red
1: and he um was really generous with Colna and hooked us up with some and they're really awesome so thank you mike but to everybody else if you have like a pop culture fan in your life it, it's a really good idea to give them that yeah so check them out
0: if anybody else wants to send us some stuff <laughs> <laughs> write us.
1: We'll if, give you a shout out. If we've got any masseuses in the listenership, we I like think- swag. Swing.
0: <laughs> Anywho, also our guest today. Before we bring him out, um, he will be hopefully signing. Uh, I brought a season uh, 14 of The Simpsons on Blu-ray. That's a pretty decent value there.
1: That's a decent value, and the value is only going to go up with this signature. That's
0: right. So if you would like to potentially win that copy of The Simpsons, signed by our guest Dana Gould, uh, you go to our website on this episode in the comment section.
1: Leave your answer to the first question.
0: Yep, which we'll get to later on the show.
1: And it's easy and fun, and I hope you want to get in there on that. Those comment threads. The one for Jody Sweden episode, I recommend everyone cut. Check out because it's all about people's bad haircuts and people just have dramatic stories they're posting.
0: <laughs> Plus, you can win a full house DVD signed by Jody and Dave Coulier.
1: What? What's that all about? It's about being generous to those who are generous to you.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get to our guest. We've been rambling okay. on far too long. I have to pee again. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hi. <laughs> uh, our guest today, he is a fantastic stand up comedian. He was also a writer and exec producer on The Simpsons for many years. Uh, he's also the host of the Dana Gould Hour. You guessed it. Frank Stallone is here. Uh,
1: Dana
0: i <laughs> Let me Gould, tell you everybody. about my brother, Sylvester. So
1: <laughs> Finally, out the dish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, Dana. Thanks
1: very much. We're so excited to have you. And we were just talking about it before the podcast started, but Dana does the exact opposite work ethic as us when it comes to his podcast.
3: His <laughs> yes. is <this> actually produced. <laughs> I've always taken the longest route to any goal. In fact, this is... I. I early in my career, I worked with the goal of becoming a giant movie star Mm -hmm. under the belief that one day I would become so famous I could write my own movies. When I realized that (laughs) writing movies is actually a vastly easier job, it's sort of like I want to be a pastry chef. And if I am elected president of the United <laughs> States, they'll have to let me bake anything I want. Croissants for everyone. <laughs> yeah. If a much I buy France.
2: Let them eat cake. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I'm baking. We're doing it.
3: I can't talk to you now. It's I'm in on the kitchen. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't yeah. know why I do that, but I do it.
1: I think it's a good thing to do.
3: My, my podcast is, dare I say it, a bukkake of effort. Ooh, I don't think you should
1: say that at all.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying uh, to get that word mainstream.
1: Yeah, boukeki. You that could how make No, oh, I mean I was, if you were
3: a baker and you were making yeah. it, you Bakes could baked
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you bake a lot of cakes. Yeah.
3: There you go. I've uh, a <laughs> I have i have I've heard that word and it was a great word to throw around cuz I knew it meant something vile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just it's a great like, you know, attention getter as a word <laughs> to toss out there. there you and go. then uh, and then somebody said you know and I didn't know exactly what it was. I just knew that it was something that involved a lot of people yes. of one gender and a small amount of people of another yes, gender. Yes, that's very true. Uh, <laughs> and then and then when the specifics were, were were uh played out to me, uh four words came to mind. What a wonderful world <laughs> That's three.
1: <laughs> oh but it was with oh what a wonderful, oh, world.
3: Right. <laughs> what a wonderful world. <laughs>
1: This is not going to be a coffee situation. I just Bukaki imagine situation. God looking
3: down, my children. <laughs> I'm so glad I could be a part of this. It. Wow, what won't they think of? Just going to the monkeys. You're Ooh. on deck. There you go. <laughs> Start so, swinging a fungo, boys.
0: <laughs> so neither of you guys saw Star Trek. So let's but talk about but it, did, I'm see it. It did I'm open going to this past weekend, and it made like. Around eighty-ish million, a disappointing
3: eighty-four million. A disappointing
0: eighty-four million. million. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it did, it tracked way better overseas than they thought it was going to. So did you say it tracked
1: up. way better? It yes, did it did. Track. <laughs> it did track
0: better overseas. Um, <laughs> but it's just funny to me that like eighty-four million is like, uh, to, <laughs> well, much. this is
3: how Jaws ruined show business. That's yeah, true. Um, when Jaws made more money than The Godfather, it. People started tracking box office as if that was an important thing, and it just, I think, speaks to uh, human beings' innate love of metrics. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. we love metrics, we love ma- measuring devices, uh, and um, the fact that Star Trek came out and it made a lot of money, but it was a disappointment to the studio's expectations, should not that. Information should not mean anything to the right. public. Yeah. yeah. Whatsoever. It's like, it's like, Star honey, Trek I was, was reading it. Like- Star Trek really fell short of the parapraxes. Ex- <laughs> oh, we should shouldn't not- see it then, yeah. honey. Yeah. Your parents should not know variety speak. I heard that Tyro Helmer ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, it's like Star Trek like came in like, it's, you know, it's a nice seven and a half inches. And, uh, you know, everybody's looking down at it now. Is Cause it should have been 10. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> Maybe, maybe okay. it is.
3: I was, you know, okay. I'm, I'm a very, I'm, a, I, I love Star Trek, obviously, and uh, but um, I'm fine. You know, I understand they need to make money. You know, yeah. Star Trek is only good as long as it's making money, and I, I, I like J.J. Abrams.
0: It's gonna make and, money, though. That's what's yeah. funny. It's like it's already making money, right?
3: But the first of the people I know, people that were just my very, very, very close friends of mine. Uh, just enraged by <laughs> that the first it would exist? movie. The first movie. Oh, mm-hmm. And the only thing about the first movie that really bummed me out was Turbo Lift Makeout Spock. Mm-hmm. Which like, there's no, It was just like, there's no need for that.
0: The thing, the only things that really bummed me out about those movies and I've seen them both is uh, Lens Flare City. Where lens flares go to flery flare, but it's like more than you would ever imagine. Like there are times in Star Trek Into Darkness where it should just be Star Trek Into Lens Flare because <laughs> it is so distracting because <laughs> <of> the sheer <laughs> amount. And then what what I understand is when like like JJ has a guy in his set that literally is just like a dude with a belt with a bunch of different colored flashlights on it, and he literally just stands underneath and just flares the lens all the time whenever JJ wants him to. Uh-huh. And it's just like what a fun. It just job. Takes me out of it. Like I don't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> jo- the thing is, Cole was up for that jump. <laughs> the flaring jump. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't have enough flare, you guys. You
3: didn't have enough flare. Needs more flare. I heard that uh, this is weird that uh, Will Smith and his children are starring in a movie about the making of This Is 40. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that movie is coming out. That the M Night Shyamalan After Earth. That is Will Smith
3: and his son
1: Jaden. and he has a squirrel. Have you guys seen that preview for the After Earth?
3: Yeah, movie? I have it. The billboard says "Fear is a choice." To which I really want to climb up and spray paint. So is nepotism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the trailer makes me so uncomfortable. He has a squirrel suit, like uh, his. They've developed like flying squirrel suits. I don't know. Oh.
0: The whole idea, the whole thing, is like it's after Earth in a sense that we don't live on Earth anymore. It's way in the future, and he crash lands on Earth. Like the two of them, his father, son, but they have a weird relationship because he's in the because the father's, the
1: father's the a really successful and, military, and the son wasn't as successful in me- military
3: school. But because yeah. the father is on a sitcom, and people think he might be a Scientologist,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's something going on with the mom and the daughter. There's just a lot of competition. So happening. the whole the whole thing is like
0: son, you know, fear is. Uh, A choice, but danger is very real. These things are going to try to kill you, and it just shows all these like. Look, there's a saber-toothed tiger, and all these things are trying to off young Mister Smith. Mm -hmm. And there is a scene where like there's these hawks flying around trying to snag him as he jumps from uh, off a cliff in his little flying squirrel suit. Um, And like, and they're not. Of course, they're not putting M. Night Shyamalan's name on it anywhere. Like it is his movie. But at this point, like people are just like they see that they just. I don't want to go. And every single at one At the of- end of the movie,
3: it was just Will Smith uh, daydreaming on the toilet. <laughs>
1: yep, probably. Jade is like, honey, we're
3: late. Sorry. Oh, was, shit. Sorry, I was pooping. <laughs> well, the, the thing with M. Night... Fear a choice.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing with M. Night Shyamalan's movies is they're all faith parables, like every single one of them. If you go and you look at it, they're all about like just, you know, having a faith in something else that's out there. Um, like signs of swing away, like that yeah. whole thing. And then like, uh, you know, just, they all are, if you really look at them, because he's like, he's like very Christian, I think So he like, has those in his movies. And to me, even going, this is like fear is a choice. So you're like, oh, this whole thing's supposed to be like, just have faith that you're going to pull through and whatever. Like, I don't
1: know. You know, Jane is so blessed. Jane (laughs) is just so blessed. And it's just like, I don't,
0: why?
2: And I like that
3: they're not mirrors of their parents. Just ask his mother, Jade (laughs) O. And
2: Will, O. You know, they're people too.
3: You'll have mine, you'll have her name, but do my job. (laughs) I just want their name. We are born
1: into this. but I want to, to be... be. No. <laughs> Not even close, mister.
0: Shave half there to your to be a, a point in the movie where, like, Jaden goes, I make this look good, and then they high-five, and then Will Smith just walks off movies forever, and then Jaden takes over.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. To me, That's it was dumb, just man. like, there's after-earth, and a lot of things are going to kill you. But I have a flying squirrel suit. <laughs> I feel good, <laughs> do, 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 which should be in every movie. Tra- every movie trailer should uh, cut to the needle scratch, and then I, and feel, then good I feel good by James Brown. And a there's good that SNL sketch the floor with your squirrel suit. That's SNL sketch from years
0: ago when Garth Brooks hosted, which they, it, they hardly even showed it in the syndicated version. It's it's just them sitting in the audience at a Lowe's in New York, and the previews just keep going and going and going. Uh-huh. And every single preview goes like, I feel good, and then Tracy Morgan <laughs> is sitting next to Garth Brooks, going like, He's wearing sunglasses it's hilarious <laughs> and then they try to leave and then you keep hearing like okay thank you for coming to lowe's the door the doors are locked from the outside <laughs> and they can't leave or whatever they just <laughs> keep going and going and going it's really we really did
3: weird. that in the simpsons once where there was a, a, a Homer let a chant of start the movie <laughs> because they, would, they wouldn't they uh, would – they wouldn't it was just the trailers went on for too long. And uh, he ended up getting – that was when he, Homer broke his jaw and lost a lot of weight because his jaw was wired shut because he got hit with a giant Kit Kat. And, uh, it was based on uh, Brian Kelly, who's one of the writers on the show, who actually had to have his jaw broken and uh, his jaw was wired shut and he lost a lot of weight. And Homer learned to listen. That's what it was. Because he has to. Because Marge is great. <laughs> <laughs> how did you how did you come to the Simpsons by the way? No, oh, people hate this story because people people want to <laughs> people like
1: it's not the typical people route, spend yeah. their
3: life trying to get on the Simpsons.
1: Well, you were saying earlier you take the longer
3: route for things. This one isn't true. No, yeah, <laughs> cuz yeah, I take the longer route about the things I care about. This got in the um, way. Uh, this weird is a star starker. It did. No, it did. <laughs> yeah. I was a comic. I was working and uh, I did a I had done a couple of I did several pilots and then I started to write my own pilots and uh I uh wrote one that I really loved called World on a String and it got made and it was really funny and and clever and I really enjoyed it. And it didn't get made it didn't get picked up, but it got made and it got uh one of the hundreds of pilots that I've written and done. I've had my hand in more pilots than an Air Force proctologist. <laughs> and um, uh, I realized that I really enjoyed the writing process more than uh, the acting. In it. it was kind of the – I found it challenging and, and rewarding. And I had just um, met the woman that I was going to marry and uh, we were engaged in uh, the idea of like being an adult like having a regular job and not traveling all mm-hmm. the time seemed very appealing at the time because yeah. was, I was in my early thirties and I had been doing standup since I was 17. And, um, so I said, uh, i uh, I was looking around for a writing gig and I get a couple, I worked on a couple of crapo shows and then, um, and then George Meyer, who was a writer on the Simpsons and was just a fan of my up and, uh, said, uh, had heard that I was looking around for a writer's gig and I was still doing stand up. And he said, uh, "Do you want to come over to the Simpsons and just like do a day a week and just punch up jokes?" And I said, Boy, "Yeah, yeah, I, it'd be great." R- so sure, right. I went. I interviewed, and you know, I got. I, I interviewed with a guy that was running the show, it was a guy named Mike Scully, and um, I, got, I got the gig. And uh, it was, you know, terrifying and intimidating, yeah. but I got the hang of it, and I figured out the the algorithms of their jokes because they're not similar to other shows. Uh, you know, they have a different sort of math to how they get their jokes. and um, Tell us the equation. I will tell you the <laughs> equation. And then, uh, and then one day I was, and this is why I love I loved working there. It was, Mike was so great. And uh, he came in one day and he, I was just sitting there and he said, uh, I think your contract's up. I was like, oh, and I was literally like gathering up my stuff. <laughs> I was literally like gathering up my stuff to go. I was like, well, I'll stay today. I don't care. I'm already here. And he just said, he just said, hey, you want to come every day? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. And he goes, all right, I'll call your agent. Oh, my God. And then he, and then he, and the reason, and then he just turned to me and he went, sucker. <laughs> he out. That was it. Whoa. How long years. had you
1: been doing it weekly before that?
3: I was been doing it like, I don't know, six months or something. Oh, wow. Real okay. quick. And then it was yeah. just like, all right. Sucker okay, I'll
1: keep doing this. <laughs> yeah.
3: And then, you know, and then you get But I did realize over time, you know, when I grew up on the show, when I met ma- yeah. when I started the show, I was engaged. Uh and uh when I left the show, I was married with uh two kids and a yeah. big house and <laughs> you know and uh um I sort of uh became an adult while I was working on the show, but I really did realize that um I missed sort of the the, the 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 crest of the wave that I was riding in terms of stand-up like um Dave Cross and Patton Oswalt and all those people mm-hmm. that were I considered my peers um we were all sort of on this wave and then I just went and worked on The Simpsons and they kind of like went and Geez. in that period yeah <laughs> yeah and uh and uh, so I kind of missed that and uh, that really made me feel Good. bad and uh and i i realized it was just like that was you know i wasn't i really loved the show and i loved working on it i'm proud of my time there and i have a lot of great friends there but it's that's not what i do
2: yeah and
3: right. i kind of have to you got to kind of do what you do and uh so um when i when i did leave the show to do other things as well but you know i, I really wanted to have time to go back to performing and i really am glad i did
1: Was that what you were most chomping at the bit,
3: to do more stand-up? Just to be known. I mean, you know, I'm a fame whore like anybody else, and like, you know i was at a party and somebody said are you dana gould and i said i used to be and my mm. wife just said you got to get out of there you're, you're oh. dying inside
0: she's my wife speaking of my wife's going to kill me for telling this story but i'm going to because it's dana related uh years and years and years ago at Cobb's comedy club when it was in the cannery the old yeah, Cobb's sure. in san francisco uh it was a new year's show and uh you were headlining that night and we i was in a group called the riffingtons that we mm-hmm. do showcase stuff with mark Hershawn and tom sawyer the club owner, yep. and stuff like that and on the new year's show sometimes
3: sort of a spinoff of the gooey ducks but that's <laughs> exactly that's- that's, uh, that's inside baseball. <laughs> there you go. Uh,
0: so, uh, sometimes on these New Year's shows, if the stand up had a little bit of an improv background or was comfortable with it, at midnight, after midnight, we would do like a 20 minute short form set or whatever with the host. So, we've done it in the past with Patton and, and, and Proofs mm-hmm. and people like that. So, this one year, Dana was there. And. Um, My wife was my wife Jenny. Hi, she was like drinking champagne out of a bottle. She was pretty. She's pretty lit. And uh, anyways, uh, Dana had I think had just been on The Simpsons for or was starting on it or something. Yeah. And uh, my wife, I introduced her to you, and uh, she said, "Oh, I'm a Dana Cool. I'm a big fan of yours lately." (laughs) (laughs) But because she put the word "lately" in there, not meaning it in any sort of way, like all of us just started. Dying, oh, and you, of course, God. Are like really lately.
1: <laughs> I- Glad to know, and I've been doing it right. Uh,
0: I think when I said that you were coming out, she's like, Don't tell that story. And I was like, All right, I won't.
3: <laughs> no, it no. wasn't the story that I was thinking was once I never forget the you remember that scene in Citizen Kane where um, the uh, I forget the name of the actor who was also he was also uh, he was one of the Mercury players, and he was in the third man, he was the husband in the in the third man. Um, not the third man and, uh, lady from Shanghai. Okay. And, uh, he talks about, I was on a boat and I saw this girl and we locked eyes and I only saw her for 10 seconds, but I think of her every day. It was, a, I think of this girl, it was a New Year's Eve show at, at Cobb's and, um, we had like at the end of the night, we had like a joke telling contest, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, but Tom wanted to do it, the club owner. Uh, so we did it in this woman walked on stage beautiful woman and she just walked up to me and she goes I've always wanted to do this and just slammed her tongue down my Whoa. throat and I was like <laughs> and, um, did she do that in lieu of a joke no then she told a joke and walked off but it was, just, like, it was just not what I was expecting who are you woman and then I
0: married that woman Jennifer <laughs>
1: no.
3: uh, that woman's name <laughs> Madeline Albright
1: <laughs> Ooh. I think that's a big moment of life. Yeah, that was a, that, been that was fun. Thinking yeah. about wanting to do that for a long time. Yeah. You like the feral Fawcett of you.
3: Yeah, I'm the Farrah Fawcett of me. Of me. <laughs> I'm so bad that Farrah Fawcett died the same day as Michael Jackson. She really oh, got snubbed. She did, Not did, enough right? fame yeah. there.
1: No, that's completely true. You know, man. she
3: was in line in heaven and then, like, turned around to see who was behind her and saw Michael Jackson. Just i went and like,
1: fuck great. me. <laughs> A
3: few
1: days. <laughs> yeah. A few days. Come on, man. Was,
3: was anybody, like, Was anybody like assaulted? Like, their boyfriend came and had punched him in the nose, like... 30 minutes after 9-11, like, hell, my boyfriend assaulted me. Boo-hoo. <laughs> Wah,
1: look outside, honey.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Uh, speaking of celebrity deaths, though, uh, Ray, Harry, Ray so Harryhausen oh, passed away recently, and he's like one of the most amazing yes. people ever. He did all the, I don't know if you know Harryhausen, but he did yeah. all, all the effects work of The Rolling
3: motion. Stones of stop motion animation. He really was.
1: Was he the he, Farrah Fawcett of himself? Of himself. He was the Cheryl Ladd
3: of stop motion. Oh, animation. okay, wow. Willis Brian O'Brien was the Beatles <laughs> slash Farrah Fawcett stop-motion animation.
0: <laughs> so he did all the effects on, like, Jason the Argonauts, Sinbad. Um, Mighty says, Joe oh, Young. Wow. Mighty Young. Clash of the, the first Clash of the Titans. Yeah, all the stuff that, like... Uh, really set the stage. Hang for on, let's give a for the
3: let's give a minute for the women to turn this off. <laughs>
1: uh, I was thinking I could pee now. <laughs>
3: now would be a good time for the ladies listening to go have your period.
1: <laughs> Come back when you're all dried up, girls. <laughs> we'll still be going. All dry. <laughs> I'm all dry. Work. That's my I'm new feminine dry. protection line. I'm all dry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chuck.
3: I'm all dry.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Suck the lady out. Okay. Keep going, Sarkis. suck
2: the lady out.
1: Wow, yeah.
3: no missed opportunities in my underwear.
1: <laughs> okay, you go. I, call. I think
0: Mr. Harryhausen would be thrilled that that's where we went.
1: <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Mr. Harryhausen.
0: But yeah, his effects were like absolutely amazing and still like hold up in a lot of ways. Oh, I yeah. think. Uh, I mean, yes, you could see that they're clearly, you know, so and so is not really fighting a skeleton with a sword, but. It looks good. But there's enough. a
3: beauty to it. There's yeah. a, there's a beauty to it and there's a there's a there's a sort of a a craft to it that 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 CGI doesn't have and in fact um when Tim Burton made Mars Attacks he actually the original the initial concept of Mars Attacks so the Martians were all going to be stop motion and they actually built a stop motion la- like facility in Warner Brothers and brought in all these stop-motion animators from all over the world and sort of located them in Burbank and built all these animatronic Martians. And they were doing tests and everybody was kind of regular. And then they basically just saw the footage from Jumanji and they put in Martians over the thing. And it was like, the next day it's like, you're not working. Oh, no. I moved it from Czechoslovakia. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're not working now.
1: I'm a painstaking artist. Yeah. Well, I'm
2: not going to stop your motion of moving back to where you came back from. Back,
3: back, back. But uh, they actually did sort of, He, Tim Burton wanted it sort of strobed to look a little like stop motion. He wanted it to look a little, because there are some, sometimes it's too fluid and it's too perfect. Right. And um, it
1: takes away the beauty of what it should be, that yeah. like nostalgic yeah. feeling. Like it's, a good vine. Am I right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> like Sorry. a good vine video? <laughs> yeah. Like a Steve-A-G vine video. Exactly. Steve-A-G. I always, I always mispronounce his last name.
1: It's nice to say it that way. Steve-A-G. Steve-A-G. That's yeah. Steve-a-G. Steve-A-G. Sounds a bit more French, which I'm sure he'd love. Hey, Steve. Steve-A-G. A-G. Yep.
3: Yeah. That's for you, Steve. <laughs> He'll be
1: missed. <laughs>
3: God rest his soul.
1: <laughs> right in Harryhausen's
3: shadow. <laughs> what well, a way the, to go. The, uh, in the original Monsters, Inc., the uh, bar they go to is called Harryhausen's. Oh, a really? It's homage to Ray Harryhausen.
1: I want to learn more things in my life, but that's one now that I know.
3: These, this wealth of knowledge is the reason my life... Is an avalanche of pussy, <laughs> right. just crushing put. <laughs> just crush. You want to know a just random crush. Pixar fact? Just crushing put. <laughs> Dana <of> Gold, who's cr- <laughs> crusher. The first time I ever saw Dane Cook perform, I had no interest in seeing him mm-hmm. perform, or or many comedians, because yeah. it's just my work. I don't like watch. Right. I don't watch any comedies. It's just my job, um, and so I just like. Eh. Um, so what. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 was at the improv the night before he did the famous set that everybody hated at the Laugh Factory recently. Like then, I don't know what happened. I couldn't give a shit. But, <laughs> but I was astounded at his quote act unquote. <laughs> and it was that was one of the things. go oh, guys, we just love to crush pussy, right? We just love to crush pussy. And, it was, and people going berserk and really, I, I. I sort of tip my hat to him in the way that he invented a new thing, because it's not stand-up comedy. He's like, he's... And Ernest, inspir- loud
1: douchebagger. Well, no, He's an no inspirational
3: speaker for people with no inspiration. Ooh, <laughs> you know, there you go. It's like he will get you excited to go to the mall and have an orange Julius.
0: <laughs> but it would be like, oh, oh, hey, you guys remember Orange Julius? I would drink those. Oh man, they were great. Kick this guy, and then yeah. whatever the next bit is. Yeah, that is it going was, on uh,
3: yeah it's it's pretty interesting. I feel sad for him now.
1: We had um, about, I guess this was about six months ago, uh, Jamie, Flam and I were hosting a show called Boom Show at the Improv. And we, it was like everybody was going to have two minute sets. And we had a crazy lineup of like 30 people that were going to do two minutes. And then, and it was so fun. Like everyone, it was such a fun night. And then if Dane Cook shows up, he's supposed to get put on, you know, whenever he comes (laughs) in, like, that's just like a thing. And so he showed up and Jamie was like, okay, uh, well, what we're doing, we're trying to make this like a really special show. So, if you want to do two minutes and have fun with it and he kind of was weird like uh two minutes and so i was like yeah yeah and then he just got up on stage and like flicked the bird and posed for pictures and didn't say one word and walked off yeah. it's like okay
3: well, at least he did two you minutes You have
1: fun you have fun up there huh <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> you have it fun it was a tight too
0: though
3: yeah was very thing. tight too that's why that's why his audience has stayed with him because <laughs> he's so clearly connected to them
0: yep <laughs>
1: Full of love and goodness, and just the artistry of it all. Mm-hmm.
0: Look, the, some, the, you need a comic for the Ed Hardy demo. You know,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true. That Who else guy. are you going to airbrush onto stuff? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Aw. Nice. The
0: Ooh. appeal
3: of a sni- the appeal of the Snickers and the same lasting nutritional value
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> makes you feel good about yourself the next day too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad I did that. You know, what
3: it's fun, I just, you know, and I still listen to like I put on. Uh, one of George Carlin's last specials the other day, just in the car, and uh, it's it's like a book. It's just so. There's his last one called "It's Bad for You," and he was like seventy two, and it's fantastic. And like, and he's he's got a bit about the interment of Japanese Americans in World War Two. <laughs> you know, it's like we've all done it, but he's it's a like, comedy gold. One. But it's but it's like there's nourishment in that. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's a right. You know, it's like he actually thought about it you know he actually dug in and
1: and it actually means something yeah, it means and something, has substance yeah. to it
3: yeah yeah
1: oh substantive people in pop culture news uh Mr. Bieber won, and what did he win? An AMA. Just,
0: no, this is at the Billboard Music Billboard. Awards the other night. This is Justin Bieber won the first milestone award, which is like honoring like innovation in music?
3: Mm-hmm. And this is the is this, is this the Disney Music Awards? This
0: is the Billboard. Of all okay, things. but I know this, they
3: also just had the Disney Music. Awards.
0: Right. There were three oh, people nominated for this thing. this like innovation in music milestone award. It was Bieber, Taylor Swift, and Bruno Mars. And
3: and my Taylor didn't get it. Nope. Sweet, sweet Tay.
0: The Biebs got it. When he went on stage, uh, there's kind of a lot of booing going on in the sure. crowd. And then he got super defensive in his speech. And first of all, like, he looks like... The,
3: oh. He looks he like look, uh, Vanilla Ice now. Yeah, yes. that's exactly what it was. He Even droopier he he like got, diaper, though. He looks Such a poopy diaper. Yeah, he looks like a ventriloquist dummy of Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty right on.
1: Oh, my God. And he has sunglasses on at night. And- yeah.
3: So oh, Ventrilla
0: Ice goes up there. Ventrilla
3: Ice. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Cole, that was lovely. Um, wow. So he, beautiful. He Let's figured. get that on the internet. Sure.
0: It is now. Let's start that. So he- Ventrilla, <laughs> Ventrilla Ice. Ice. God love you. So he goes up there and immediately goes like, all right. I'm 19 years old.
1: I think I'm doing a pretty good job. And, <laughs> and everyone's but, You like,
0: know, I'm an artist and I think what I do is good. And, uh, you know. It's not a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. It's about
1: the artistry.
0: It's about the artistry and, like, we don't need this other bull. <laughs> and then he's like, but I'd like to thank uh, my manager, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, my mom and my dad. I love you, my little brother.
1: Yeah. The stage i on. Oh no! All that other bull should not be spoken of. He's like, right. Whoa, 19-year-old. The bull should not be spoken of. And you know he's got that like
0: that like voice now. You know, yeah. like he's he very
1: did. cool and affected. Yeah, you know he's what I'm an saying artist. You know, he
3: sounds like Wee Bay from The Wire. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> There's a good gif of beautiful Tay Tay Swift watching. She's like it's at behind the scenes of the Billboard Music Awards, and she sees. Justin Bieber and Selena kissing and it's she just goes
3: Bleh, and sticks, sticks her tongue, your tongue out
1: and rolls her eyes and it's like the most adorable thing. Oh, I guess I've seen. I'm
3: <laughs> but it's like I, mean, I like, met Taylor Swift and I have no memory of it. Why what happened to you? Did she um, knock you out? Well, she no. waved
0: this thing in front of his eyes like my
3: you daughter, this. you know, my daughter, I have a 9-year-old and 10-year-old mm-hmm. and and uh, and a 4-year-old, but my 9 and 10-year-old. My 9-year-old is really into Taylor Swift and One Direction and all that stuff. She's yeah. a complete Squid, my ten-year-old, <laughs> my ten-year-old is really into. And okay, my nine-year-old gets like Yikes Magazine, which is <laughs> Tiger Beat. Okay, uh, loves One Direction and Taylor Swift, and has like a Justin Bieber collage on her door. <laughs> my ten-year-old, also a girl, uh, gets National Geographic, listens to. <laughs> radio lab oh my god has a uh, like a chart of dinosaurs (laughs) that
1: nine to ten years really formative i guess (laughs) it's just profoundly
0: (laughs) almost like they they cancel each other out yeah it's really
3: amazing (laughs) it's really funny um and uh but so i was in philadelphia and i was driving around doing morning radio with uh with the uh what do you call it the uh PR person, mm. and uh, I was talking talking about her kids. I said my daughter's really into Taylor Swift, and she goes, "Oh, did you- she must have flipped out when you told her you met her?" I said, "I didn't meet her." She goes, "Yeah, you met her with me last time you were here." Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, yeah. I was at the radio? You walked in, you said hello. She said hello, and then you went. Out. I was like, oh, I don't remember.
1: Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> I guess I was in her at the. Did time. you
1: brag about it when you got home? Yeah, I did. Monday, apparently, guess what? Daddy said, forgot. I apparently,
3: I met- apparently I met Taylor Swift. Dad! <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm on a Nick Jr. show so they think I'm Jesus. Oh
1: God, yes. Yeah. Which Nick
3: Jr. show are you on? I'm the uh I'm uh the principal on Wendell and Vinny. Whoa. Yeah. Do they get to go to set sometimes? They, they did they go to go out? to set they met Jerry Trainer and now I'm like I can do no wrong. Oh runs. my gosh. Jerry
0: Trainer, yeah. yeah. Janet did a movie with him on uh on Nickelodeon. Oh yeah. 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 Right. The game movie. The gaming one, yeah, yeah, whatever that was called. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: Couldn't be a nicer guy.
0: Yeah nice, good, good fella.
3: She's yeah. a great guy. <laughs>
1: good fellow.
0: And when her secret comes out. Oh, which shit. we just did.
3: We don't edit uh, our podcast,
1: by the way. It's coming out right now.
3: Very <laughs> funny, very talented. Veiny, veiny penis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, she's changing her name great. to Jim Varney, which is already taken. I don't know why she's going there. But she is. We
1: love, you
0: too, man. love that noise. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you were a, a writer and a performer on the Ben Stiller Show. I was. Which I used to watch over and over and over again.
3: Memories <laughs> of getting Andy Dick out of the porno theater at Santa Monica and <laughs> <laughs> Western during oh, lunch. Oh, my gosh. To come back to set.
1: Missy <laughs> watercolor. surprised Yikes. me at all. Like two years ago. Andy, get out of here. Oh Andy. my God. Get the fuck out of here. Andy. <laughs> oh, shh
3: Andy leave me alone Andy
0: <laughs> he uh, at Bridgetown like two years ago he was there and I was happened to be there that year and like he was like sold on Andy Andy Wood runs Bridgetown um, like you know they're like oh he's great he's like you know Andy Dick's like you know he's, he's 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 sober everything's great and like after one day there, just like it just was like the biggest shit show I've ever seen in my life he kept getting kicked out of the after parties because he kept taking his pants down um, he yeah, didn't he, he then he just couch surfed in Portland for like a week because he missed his flight out because he was just like drinking on easter sunday oh. it was just like it was so sad and he's an addict
3: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Ooh. yeah i mean it's sad he's an addict um when i did the green room with him uh he had a alcohol intake monitoring bracelet wow on whoa uh, court orders. Oh my uh, god! And it was fantastic. It was like he was sober, and yeah. it was like Andy. And it's like, oh, I remember you. Maybe just always have one of those bracelets. Yeah, just keep wearing it.
1: It looks good. And yeah,
3: whatever is your thing. Stop your thing.
1: Your All life. the
0: kids are going to wear them. So it's going to be all the rage. You know? Would that be so that would be bad? A good rage. <laughs> it yeah.
3: be. Would that be so bad? <laughs> it Would not be so bad. Uh, yeah. No, it was terrific. He's a very talented guy. It's sad. There's just no. You know, I, I'm. It's funny when these people, when you know them, and they're not. You know, like Paul McCartney talks about John Lennon before he died. I was like, this was before he became St. John, mm. just when he was my friend John. And yeah. right. he was fallible and made mistakes and yeah. things like that. <laughs> and you can see, like, when people get that, and the minute they die, they get that. Like, I knew Bill Hicks and Sam Kennison. and and both of them were like, you know, they had their eye-rolling moments, especially Sam Kennison. You know, like, when Sam Kennison died, he was kind of, like, a joke. Mm-hmm. He, he His day had passed. But right? then they get that and, shine. Yeah, and then they the... die early. And it's like, oh, ah. yeah. you know.
0: And, yeah, Hedberg, too. Like, Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: yeah, but M- Mitch, artistically, was always, like, at his peak. He was great. Like, Sam, at the end of his career, it was, like, calling people's ex-girlfriends Ugh. on stage and calling and screaming at them. It was just, like... You know, there was no, there was no, there was no growth. And, um, and, and so you can see that. And, and I know, cause like, I know people now, I know people that like knew John Belushi mm-hmm. and it's the same thing as like, when I talk about Andy, he's like, yeah, he's just my friend who was an addict. It was like, it was a lot easier when he wasn't around to be honest with you.
0: Oh, but that show was like Ben Stillers show was it wasn't very long it was just like the one season um, yeah
3: know it was just 13 episodes. 13
0: episodes but so um, or actually I think 12 stuff. episodes yeah but really a lot of funny stuff in that I remember your Grady's Oats thing I just did
3: I just did a thing recently that I had written for the Ben Stiller show um, I wanted to do um, just because I wanted you know half the stuff you do is just stuff that you want to do.
1: You know right. it's like i want to
3: do this, yeah, um, and uh so uh I wrote um Planet of the Apes, the musical, and it was naturally well before this was before the simpsons this is i think before this is right when the Simpsons was just starting, right um and it was a commercial, like when a chorus line comes to town, they do, now with the Amundsen. It's a, and it was Planet of the Apes and Musical. And then the second sketch in the second half of the show was from the producers of Planet of the Apes and Musical, Hal Holbrook is Dr. Zaeus as Mark Twain. <laughs> um, and it was just because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. right? And the show got canceled before we ever got to do it. And Planet of the Apes Musical ended up on The Simpsons. And um, I was talking to John Hodgman recently and he was talking, he had this Dr. Zayas, Mark Twain mashup thing that he found online and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's a sketch I wrote for the Ben Stiller show like 20 years ago. And he's like, would you do that on my show? I did it a sketch. And I was like, I was was, was literally saying, no, I can't do that. And then I thought, no, actually I can. (laughs) One of my best friends is an Academy Award winning makeup artist. Oh my gosh. uh, uh, A guy named Greg Nicotero who does The Walking Dead. and, and 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 they have the molds. And I said, yeah, actually, I, I think I can do that.
0: It was amazing. Uh, it was part of it was for SS sketchfest two years yeah, ago. It was
3: two years ago sketchfest, and it was, and I did it, and it was, it was like, and it was one of those things. Like I knew it would be funny when I thought of it in 1991, and I was like, and then I ended up doing it in 2000 and what eleven, and oh it was uh, still gosh. funny, <laughs> still
0: worked. <laughs> and Hodgman brought out Lance Banks to like document that whole show in general. So I think he recorded that whole thing.
3: Yeah, it's on my, uh, it's on your the internet. Uh, you can see it on my Tumblr as well. Tumblr. Timbler. Oh, congrats to yeah,
0: Tumblr. There's, there's great photos of like, like you dollars. and Hodgman backstage. You as Dr. Zayas' as twain. And- yeah,
3: and, and then I did crazy. it again recently at Largo. I did a thing that I really wanted to do at the Wayne Fetterman Christmas show. I did um, Dana Gould is Dr. Zayas as William Shatner oh, reciting
1: my Santa Claus
3: is Coming to Town. <laughs> <laughs> so Zayas, that's also on my Tumblr, but it was Zayas, go- Zayas comes out but in the tuxedo. And he's like, You'd better not pout. You'd better not cry. And then, he, and then he breaks and talks. Could I just break character as William Shatner for a moment and talk about this song?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> you'd better
3: not pout. You'd better not cry. You'd better be good. I'm telling you why. Santa This is terrifying to children. (laughs) They, they, pouting and crying are their only emotional tools. They're primitive. They don't, they they don't fall down and go, well, let me suss out this situation. Perhaps I'm, no, they cry. That's what they do. And then I broke Dr. Zayas as myself and talked about the song and then I went back to Dr. Zayas and then I went back to William Shatner. Shatner.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) It was
3: pretty meta. I Uh, think I've
1: seen Dane Cook do that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Dane
3: Cook also did that. Well, actually his was Raisinets Look Like Poop. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Same. I wonder if, like, Dave Cook, if the whole thing's been a persona this whole time and he's just fucking brilliant. We didn't realize it. I don't
1: it.
3: think so. He gets home and he's like, ugh, oh,
0: finally take off the Ed Hardy show.
3: Here I am. Put on fucking jacket.
2: I've Ooh, got some reading to Downton.
3: do. Yeah. Dice Clay was a character that yeah. took over Andrew Clay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, Andrew Clay was the doorman at the comedy store and he was... He was okay. He was was a nice guy. He's the doorman in pretty in pink. Yeah, and just that was him. You know, just like and then he just started doing this thing as literally as like like a parody of that kind of guy. I used to love Fort Fairlane, and
1: then it became him.
3: And then it became him. Oh, that's so scary. I see him now at you know sometimes I see him now at like frozen yogurt, and he doesn't remember me because I was a child at the time. But I was just like he is like no you're. Come back to us. <laughs> it was the other you. guy
1: under this guy. Yeah. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah.
3: He was a nice, he was, he was a nice, he was really nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these Bill and Sam, they're all really nice people. Sam Kinison was a very nice fellow.
1: The, the brain is a scary thing. Probably,
3: yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah, it's crazy how you can fall into that. Yeah. I, I can, I can see that. Mm-hmm. The personas are like, you know. Impaired thinking. Yeah. In, yeah, I've done some of that. I've had some impaired thinking. I have my myself time. as well. Yeah, it's
1: hard, and it's a hard pull. Like that. Like I think it's hard to think about people like that. That you've seen their good side, and then when they're going to the the darkness, you kind of see, oh, now that they're learning, they can do that, and they're getting some attention for it. Mm-hmm. it it's going to be so hard to come back because
3: that's what they wanted their whole and, life. And it's also the way. It's just a little. You can't not be corrupted. Yeah. As you. Advance. I mean, I, I, I only just now watched it all, which is why I'm referencing it. But in The Wire, which I'm assuming you're familiar yes. with. Yeah, I've seen most of it. The way the guy that was a city councilman becomes the mayor and then the governor, and you just see how it's the system. I mm-hmm. know this is what you have to do to function in this system. Yeah. You know,
1: Madman is doing that too. I mean, Madman in Breaking Bad are also a great people. Breaking bad, milk, <laughs> milk. Breaking bad. <laughs> did you watch Mad Men last night? I did not watch it last I night. I heard
0: it was crazy. Yeah, That's
1: the I same. saw some. Oh, I didn't I, see the ending. Yet. I saw some crazy uh, tweeters about it, and I was like, "Oh my
3: god, what's coming for me? What's?" Coming? I don't know what happened at the big end. <sighs> yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, Don and Megan are duped.
1: Oh, Megan, what a sex appeal!
3: I know. I met. I met her. Uh, I really uh, couldn't.
1: I can't get over. it. I'm like infatuated mm-hmm. with her.
3: She's one hundred percent woman
1: golly her singing be- i just i love her so much
3: she's uh a, a really lovely yeah uh lovely i was afraid of that canadian
1: why are they always so f nice
3: yeah well she's i hear that, that uh, can we mouth. talk uh trash I oh guess? please uh that uh what january jones not lovely yeah, yeah we heard, that, heard too. that too kind of a see you next tuesday
1: what do you mean What's happening next Tuesday? <laughs> no, it's so dry. Think
3: about it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I thought that was me. It was me and Jerry Trainer.
1: I was. Are you going to show us a picture of Megan?
3: I am. Oh if my god! I can I'm find so
1: it. excited. She's the prettiest person. Okay, this is, Her is my little big Little teeth week. drive me crazy. <sighs> You're glowing, and oh, yeah. she is just as perfect. Oh my god.
3: Yeah. What a woman! So goddamn French.
1: Oh, when she speaks French, it kills me. Yeah, with love. That's just
3: something that. Don't worry, I can also sing. Sends all the blood to the baby Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're so blessed. We're so (laughs) blessed to have these big emotions. (laughs) Sometimes they just feel like too much to get through. And then later that week. Oh no! Sure. We were just talking about Breaking Bad and Midman, and here's beautiful Break Bad himself. He looks good too. He Brian looks serious. Cranston. Brian Cranston. Have you, has he done this down. show? No, no we, he we would.
3: Die. I'd love to get mine. He he's, would. he's the nicest man on the face That's of That's what year. I've <laughs> heard. Yeah. He's the nicest guy in the face. Oh of the... my gosh. And it's funny I was I was I had um Linwood Boomer were you? who created Malcolm. Uh, this was at a at an Emmy party. I I actually um I've known Brian for a long time. Um Linwood Boomer who created Malcolm in the Middle is a very good friend of mine. And um so you know, I've known Brian and I had, was talking to Linwood the other day and they go like when you watch Breaking Bad now, is it? Can you believe? I mean, I'm sure you know he was that talented. Yeah. But can you believe what he did? He was like, I can't watch it. Oh, it's too dark. I think this is for him. It's like, <laughs> that's not what I it is. Can't go there.
1: That's
3: there again, him. the dark side takes over. But that's so funny. But some people like, it's just too dark, and I'm like, really? Because for me and my brother, it's it's like water. Like
1: <laughs> Bob Odenkirk <laughs> says, he can't like, watch it because it's too dark.
3: Yeah, I guess
0: he. It's it's super dark and it's amazing to see the range. But if you come has. from,
3: but uh, not to get too like heavy duty, yeah. but like my brother and I, you know, who, who were we were raised in chaos and mm-hmm. trauma, <laughs> and and we just have like permanent PTSD. Like to me, Breaking Bad is like the Brady Bunch.
1: Like, it was, <laughs> no, that feels good. That like, feels yeah. real
3: good. Like, and people like say that about my act. hey oh, you're really dark. Like really. <laughs> I'll show you what joke is. Just what I think is funny. <laughs> Have you ever made jokes about 9-11? I made them on 9-11. <laughs> what is your problem? And? <laughs> yeah. no, my, It's my whole family's like that. When my grandmother was, was about ready to die, my dad called me up and said, Hey, you better get on a plane. Your grandmother's got one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> My dad has expressions like "That's about as funny as a dead baby's toy box."
1: <laughs> what a colorful personality! Yeah. You know,
3: was, I don't know who the pitcher is for the Red Sox right now, but apparently he's not very handsome. Because my goes, God, look at that guy! He looks like a barrel of assholes. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like, they're just like yeah, they're just dark. It's all funny, you know. The fact that you know the fact that you're alive today is you're so ahead of the curve, right? Right? Yeah.
1: And if you can't laugh at that bad stuff, then you're gonna die. You can't make it through. Yeah, and we—you know—I lived
3: in a. I mean, I, I where I grew up, I did not know people who I did not know adults that weren't alcoholics. Mm. There were not any. I assume my teachers weren't, but. That's In terms of social, kind. my parents, their friends, our relatives, yeah. everyone was an It was that Mad Men generation. Yeah. And uh, like my dad's best friend, my father was friends with this uh, – a uh, guy that had no face. Uh, he was a World War II veteran. Whoa. Who quite literally had his face blown up. Oh, so we also my had God. like a monster that hanged out at our house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the like, ultimate cautionary yeah, tale. It was yeah. just like, it
3: was really like, my child oh. was really, you know, when I was 14, my family just kind of like, we're done. Everybody split. You know? <laughs> like, okay. I lived in a rented room for a year when I was 14. It's like,
1: oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like
3: we, so for people that come out of like traumatic. Yeah. Situations Like my brother and I watch Mad Men, we laugh our ass off. We just think it's the funniest thing in the world. It's soothing. Yeah. No, we do. Like yeah. he, he calls me like, shut up, Gus. Like that. We just <laughs> think that I laugh so hard at that stuff. I just have that response. It's like, I, I don't know what, you know, like very few things make me laugh harder than. Bad you know, things. Yeah. Like evil, evil Dead 2 and all that. I just yeah. howl with laughter at it. I don't know. Maybe it's me, I guess. I think no, it's I you and a
1: whole bunch of other people wired that yeah. way. It's yeah, it's a survival thing, and it is what's funny.
3: Yeah, because yeah. it's so Maybe absurd. It's Irish, Everything it is might so be absurd. an Irish thing too. I don't know. It's
1: probably. I think a lot of things
3: are an Irish. Yeah, thing. my my friend Kevin Rooney has the greatest analogy of, of of Irish people. It's like what's funny is life is the best version of a bad situation. <laughs> Stepped in dog shit in my bad shoes. <laughs> Got run over by an ambulance. <laughs> The ultimate, yeah, the ultimate example of Irish luck, the benign tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Big as a golf ball, benign. <laughs> these, are, these are Kevin Rooney. It's not me. No. Nice. Credit where credit is due. Credit is due. Thank you, well, Kevin.
0: Let's, uh, let's do okay, great. We ahead. do this every podcast, a different first question from life. Uh, this one is, uh, what was the first novelty or comedic song you can remember being into?
3: The first novelty song? Yeah, novelty song. Mr. Jaws. Mr. Jaws? Yeah. What is Mr. Jaws? Mr. Jaws was a very popular thing they had in the mid-70s where they would take snippets of popular songs oh. and then make a song about it. Like in the summer of 1975 when Jaws came out and I was 11, um, there, you know, the, uh, the Ringo Starr had a big hit, the No-No song. No, 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 oh, I don't no. smoke it no more I'm tired of waking up on the floor That was a huge hit Ringo oh, had a my big God.
1: hit I didn't even know that song
3: Yeah, the big hits in the summer of 1975 were the Ringo Starr's No-No song uh, Do the Hustle was a yeah. big song um, I believe that was the summer of "Skyrockets in Flight Afternoon Delight oh. by Starland mm-hmm. Vocal Band Nice and uh so mr jaws and jaws was of course the big thing that summer right and so it was a it was a hollywood agent was like we're here to meet mr jaws mr excuse me do you know where mr jaws is no 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 all right we'll <laughs> go over here how am i gonna find him do the hustle that's right i am i'm gonna have to work really hard you know was, uh, and the the brilliant parody of that whole and that was a big thing that was a in the 70s that was a big um uh thing yeah. in the yeah. mid 70s and uh Albert Brooks on his yeah, album uh Stars Bought. Star Bought Parodies that where it's he goes fair things ever it was to do it cheaply i just did my own songs <laughs> excuse me are you lassie no 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 <laughs> wow
0: I just, I just met lassie, lassie. <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant oh look there's the statue of liberty yeah. i live here <laughs> <laughs> so good.
3: Don't um, bother me now. Why not, Al? I'm having lunch. It's so good. It kills me. G to the beach
0: stinks today. God, I love that it, whole man. album is amazing. Right. I did this this comedy on vinyl thing that a uh, podcast that this guy does where you choose oh. comedy album you talk about. And that's the one I Yeah, comedy minus one. Yeah.
3: Comedy minus one, this is really in the weeds about like inside baseball, was a huge influence on my stand-up. Because what, you know, I really revered Carl and growing up. I mean, my mother took me to see him when I was 16 or 15 years old. Oh, wow. Like I was in him when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, and he was like a part of our family. Like he was one of the like five things that if he was on television, everybody shut up. Mm. Right. I lived, you know, I lived in a, was, I lived with eight people in a three bedroom house, you know, and it was like, so the things that were, <laughs> the things that shut everybody up are still near and dear to me. James Bond movies, <laughs> Clint Eastwood movies, the Andy Griffith show. Ooh, yes. Harry Mason. You know, there, yes. there were just things that came on that everybody liked yeah. and everybody would calm down. And those, there's still things that give me a lot of comfort. Um, so we were, I was really into Carlin and, 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 And his style of comedy, and just make a hand signal if this is getting too inside baseball, uh, it's very objective. He's not really, uh, with the exception of Class Clown, he's not really in his act. It's uh, his attitude, but it's not autobiographical at all. Class Clown is very autobiographical, and Occupation Fool is somewhat autobiographical. But then he really just becomes objective. And so what Albert Brooks did was he made everything that he noticed, a story about himself. Like, George Carlin would never do a bit about opening for Richie Havens the way Albert Brooks does on Comedy Minus One. And I got into that right around the time that we started doing what is now known as alternative comedy. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, talk about what you did today. Don't You have to do new material, so it has to be something that you did today. And that was... Sort of how I really developed what I, what I, what, if I have a style now, it would be, it came out of that. And that is also the origin. I love to debunk this. Um, we started doing these shows at this thing called Big and Tall Books on Beverly Boulevard, which is now the, uh, it's a restaurant next to the uh, art store across the street from the Kearns Market, where I was mugged. <laughs> um, and, uh, It was upstairs in this little hipster bookstore uh, in like 1991, and it was me and Bob Odenkirk and Ginny Garofalo and Kathy Griffin and Ben Stiller and a couple of other people. Um, And we just started doing these shows, and the thing was you can't do any material that you have done already. It's got to be new material. So you wrote it that day or that week. So you hadn't memorized it yet. So you would bring your notebook on stage with you. Not because... We were trying to flaunt how ill-prepared we were because we quite literally had not had time to commit it to memory. The point of it was never to not prepare. The point of it was always to work really, really hard and Mm -hmm. memorize it as soon as possible. And then then that became like a, a bizarre trope. It became like the torn... It became like to... To alternative comedy, what like a biker jacket became to punk rock. Well, you have to get one. Yeah, right. you have to have your notebook. Get on stage your notebook with you, up there, there not... and
1: fluffle it around yeah, a little bit. It around.
3: <laughs> no, it's never about not being prepared. If you is. don't look flustered. It's not comedy. That's exactly, <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You
0: gotta look like you just rolled out of bed and onto stage, and like, yeah, uh, uh, what's this? Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess we can talk about this. There's nothing
3: wrong with. There's nothing wrong with preparing. Yeah, yeah, Kind of classy if Rooney, you as, are able to do it. Yes, as the great Kevin Rooney once told me, at the height of my abuse of that. At the height of my abuse of that sort of style, (laughs) you know, Dana, it is a show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. Yeah, they did pay to come in.
0: It is a show. So for you, Vanessa, what was yours?
1: Oh, my song... Was we were living in upstate New York and there was a band called the Chenille Sisters and they're like a three woman a cappella group and they would perform at the arts. Not the Shags. No, not even. Uh, I don't know. I thought that like because of when I was introduced to them when I was 10 and my parents loved them, I thought they were a big deal. And then I've come to find out, oh no, this was probably like they were probably doing shows like I'm doing shows of like, oh yeah, I get to to do a show tonight. Okay, I gotta make it. But to me, it's like these people are superstars. They were so famous and they had a song. Called I Am a Can of Tuna. And it was written from the point of view of a can of tuna, and I loved it, and I still love it. It's just that no one wants to eat the can of tuna. And then at the end, they eat it, and it's pretty sad. Uh, like they're going to be recycled. Don't worry, the can's going to be recycled.
3: All right. This is a lesbian fable, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the les- I'm so
3: dry. <laughs> this is the lesbian Barbara Allen. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I'm so
0: dry. Oh, no.
3: <laughs>
1: Private uh, dryness. I would go to these shows with my mom and Where in upstate New York? Um, in Clinton, New York, like oh, outside of Utica. Okay, sure. Where Hamilton College is. Yep. Um,
3: I have friends from Cortland.
1: Okay, yeah. It's all in that little pocket right mm-hmm.
3: there. It's so quaint. It is so quaint. And Binghamton, hometown of Rod yep. Serling.
1: Oh, who's where's the baseball Cooperstown. fan? Cooperstown. Yep. Not Binghamton. Uh, Binghamton. Binghamton. Anyway. Sarah and I, I think we were like little baby lesbians, my best friend. And I, should would go, we'd wear big hats because we, it was like a reason to get dressed up when you're 10 years old, like big put on a eh? big floppy strap because that's what those women wore. And I think, of oh, us like, how weird did that look at that age? <laughs> we're wearing like antique dresses we got at a garage sale and huge floppy hats. That's fantastic. Singing our hearts out to, I am a can of tuna.
0: You should go like Oof. seek them out and tell them that they're a big influence on you. And they'll be like, what? What?
2: They'll be
1: like, we gotta get the girls back together again. <laughs> do you want to order? This is my station. M- Macy, uh, she has a cat rescue, but here I'm just pushing apps. Do you
3: remember? Do you remember Holly Near? No. Holly Near was like a lesbian troubadour and like Western I'd probably Massachusetts be into her. And, and, and upstate New York, and she performed at UMass when I was going mm-hmm. there. And uh, they had a big concert, and there were no men allowed into the concert. Oh, no. Which, which I believe is completely illegal. Oh, my God. You can't do that. You can't that. do that Holly at all. Holly can lay down the hammer. It, <laughs> it, was really, it, was It was funny, and you do talk about And I'll, I I don't mean to hog the mic, but I, I I also remembered another thing about UMass. This is, I went to, uh, remember, I'm old. It's like doing a show with a mummy. Um <laughs> in the early 80s, and I was in a Spanish class, and our teacher, Reyes Lazaro, would give us translations <laughs> among them. You cannot tell me that Ronald Reagan knows what he is doing intervening in El Salvador. <laughs> no. <Translate.
1: laughs> That's hilarious. One mind at a time. <laughs> <Exactly>.
3: Molding those <laughs> minds. Like, oh, my God. I was like, I don't think you can do this. That is so funny. <laughs> so, much bu- so much bullshit. That's- so much bullshit.
1: What, I think
3: for
0: me it was – I got a Dr. Domeno tape when I was young mm-hmm. and it I was just an odd – it was a hodgepodge of, uh, of uh, just different collected songs. I remember it had like – start Trek in by the firm. It had um, wow. Wet dream by Kippidata, which is a big deal to me because I I love
3: especially if you know the Kippidata story. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just love puns like I always have, yeah. and like that's just a whole song of fish puns for five minutes, and thought it was so
3: hilarious. And and ironically, Kippidata famous for being so drunk on stage once at I believe Caesar's Palace, he pissed his pants. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that he had a hit called Wet Dream Wet is dream. kind of amazing. There you go.
0: Uh, so it's probably that tape, um, and I also listen a lot of Weird Al when I was a kid too. So like you know, in three D and things like that. Sure, but I'm pretty sure that was weird
3: when you. Uh, I'm sure. I'm assuming you know Al. Yes. Yeah, that's a, he's one of those guys that you meet out here, and then you're and and he's so great, super he's nice, the super nicest great. person. Yep. And you become friends with him, and it's like I'm friends with Weird Al. I have a couple of friends that I'm still like, I'm friends with Lorraine Newman.
0: Yep, me, yeah, me too. Yeah. Florian's a, a good buddy. Yeah, like, It's like, just a weird...
3: Yeah, the fact that I know the fact that I'm friends with you is really... I it's find that really bizarre. bizarre. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, Al did our 100th episode. He was like our 100th guest. Uh-huh. So we pulled on. This is episode 116, Dana. and uh, And Al's just like... He went this this thing where like it was like when I was growing up, I loved him, but it was considered kind of not cool in a sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now like because we're in the era of like nerd nerd, nerd culture is yeah. embraced and geek and, and and fandom and that kind of stuff that like Al's gone through this resurgence where like. Now it's like I like Rhode Island. Where it's was like, I'm cool with that. Like there's no, there's no sort no of anything.
3: And I also think it's because I, I, I mean, I don't know if there's any water in this theory, but because he's such a lovely person.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, everyone you meet is like he's the nicest that, man. That
3: and then when his name comes up, everyone's positive, and people that are quote hip unquote uh, include him, and they bring him along, and yeah. you just sort of get you get sort of grandfathered in. Yeah. To uh, to pop culture like a new generation of pop culture um whereas other people that are dicks you know I know people that work because they're really good to hang out with and I know people that are more talented that don't work because they're dicks yeah and life's too short and people just go fuck that I don't want to do it when
0: you're when you're no longer considered like bankable yeah um like they're not gonna no one's gonna want to hire you because yeah. you're the la- you meet the
3: same with. people on the way up that you meet on the same down and and yep. uh, and I know people that are dicks like, meh, fuck that. Well,
1: and also Weird Al, he's at the point now where the people that grew up on Weird Al and now are successful comics, like to them to work with him is like a dream too. So you have these awesome like generational mixes and it's like everybody's, I don't know, it's just, it's nice to see that like, yeah, people grew up on you and their little nerdiness became, what. I mean, he's doing stuff with Lonely Island, like all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you're a good guy and uh, you've kind of been a part of people's hearts for a long time.
3: No, I was, I mean, I, I, you know, I was, so enamored of, of Carlin was such a hero of mm-hmm. mine. And then I, I got to know him and like there was there was a day where we were dying and he was like, All right, cocksucker, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and I was just like, that's amazing. Like George currently called me cocksucker affectionately. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like like clapped me on the shoulder. All right, cocksucker, I gotta get going. I have arrived. Yeah, no, it was true. I was like, I called my brother, you gotta believe what happened.
2: (laughs) I immediately went out and sucked four cocks. (laughs) I I couldn't help (laughs) it. I couldn't help it. I was so (laughs) They were
1: delicious.
0: All right, we'll
2: see my hey, questions. <laughs> that's
1: patients. what the girls always talk about. <laughs> Nacho cheese. Mm. New Nutella. Cool ranch. <laughs> cool ranch. Well, Cooler the
0: ranch. <laughs> 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 they're, all, they're all cool. It's ranch.
3: actually Body Temp Ranch. <laughs> but <Yeah. we> should... <laughs> all
0: right, we're These do are my...
3: semen jokes.
0: <laughs> we're going to do my questions. Mm. Uh, all right, we're going to do uh, play a little game uh it's uh who said it springfield edition since you were on the simpsons okay. for so long.
3: i will probably get none <laughs> probably I'm clues,
0: uh i'm gonna give you a series of quotes i'm like there's 10 different ca- simpsons characters here and you have to figure out who said them uh there's up to be three for each i will even uh, attempt to do the voice if you're not finding it Whoa. but i can't Cole's say that i'm always as looking good for as a to kickstart his
1: no. vo career <laughs> all right
0: so uh number number one uh, okay, Mister, you've got yourself a deal. I'll shave off the soup strainer if you give the sailor talk the old heave ho. Oh, that okay?
3: was—I know that when I was there when that was written. There you go. That was Ned Flanders. Boom, that was
0: Ned Flanders. See, you're going to do fine, Dana.
3: <laughs> if I was there, I'll remember it. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, number two. I'm going to go to the back seat of my car with the woman I love, and I won't be back for ten minutes.
3: Uh, that sounds like a homer. Uh, Ching. It is a homer, possibly from the marriage rap.
1: I can't believe that you can remember. Because that room, how many people were in that writer's room?
3: Uh, Eight.
1: And it's like a joke machine of stuff. At at times. (laughs) I mean, just the amount of material you must be churning out for every episode. Because Simpsons is like joke, joke, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's impressive that you can have... Well, you do, but
3: you pour over. I mean, the scripts are really poured over. Yeah. Well, I remember just a quick aside. I yeah, yeah, of this, course. But, uh, we, you get in arguments about jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, and, and I remember what George Meyer, like, saying very angrily. Like, with the deadly seriousness, like, not like trying to be just like, look! Nobody wants cargo pants in this punchline more than me, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I really love <laughs>
3: that's great but it was not funny at the time no. it was like people serious were, heated like, discussion yeah we were as a heated discussion we we're hoping that nobody was you gonna take fight. a step
0: back and go <laughs> yeah all right, yep, all right, that all right. was said aloud
1: so that was my serious life that i would go stress out about yeah. for hours <laughs>
0: so far so good i haven't had to go any deeper than the first quotes yeah uh, number three i was saying boo earns a little more of a peripheral character
3: well Clearly, it's in reference to Mr. Burns, but I don't know if it was Smithers, perhaps. It's it not
0: Smithers. Was. I'll give you another one.
3: No, no. Well, give me a minute. Right. Um, was it uh, Lenny? It not Lenny. Are you going to do the voice?
1: Okay. do You little voice. pussy.
0: Going <laughs> <laughs> to do the voice of pussy? <laughs> I don't even know if I can do it, but
2: drinking has ruined my life. I'm 31 years old. Oh,
3: that's uh, Mole Man.
0: That is yeah. Hans Mole Man. Hans Molman there's Molman. like a whole bunch of like tribute sites to Hans Molman it's out David there G. by the way people love, love the Hans really? Molman yeah it's really? <laughs> <laughs> bizarre uh, alright number four if the late great Nora Ephron taught us anything it's that Lisa oh. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> it's, it's not like Lisa
0: <laughs> oh what's that other inflatable doll doing here
3: if it wasn't Lisa it was Homer
0: I've been called ugly pug ugly fugly pug fugly but never ugly ugly not Homer? I'm better than dirt. Well, most kinds of dirt. Not that fancy store-bought dirt. I can't compete with that stuff.
3: Uh, Mo, Mo? Yep. Yep. Okay. My favorite character. is
0: like... I love Mo. Mo's great. Uh, number five. Oh, sorry I'm late. There was trouble with the lab with the running and the exploding. Oh, and that's right. <laughs> Frank. <Yep.
3: laughs> named after... Uh, named by Jay Kogan... Uh, after Simpsons writer John Frank before he was on the show. Oh,
0: wow. They were, the, they were,
3: the, uh, they were in an improv group together. I oh, my gosh. The Groundlings. Yeah. I love
0: Professor Frank. He's my favorite. He, okay. You know it's just Jerry Lewis. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> but it still cracks me up every time i hear here. Uh, number six... I am presently incarcerated, imprisoned for a crime I did not even commit—attempted murder. Now, honestly, did they ever give anyone a Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry?
3: <laughs> well, I'm assuming it's Snake, but or Jailbird—he has two
0: names. It's close. Somebody who's been in prison but often gets out of prison.
3: It's never in the center ring. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, it's uh, you know, was it Kelsey? Um, yep give me a minute I'm just I have Alzheimer's um, side job up. yes boom
1: oh,
0: that's German
3: for you the really the.
1: battled and won over Alzheimer's <laughs> <laughs> such a good recovery.
0: that is one of my favorite lines ever <laughs> fuck the, you when he's in, uh, in on trial for attempting to kill Bart or whatever and they're like doesn't your tattoo say die Bart die and he's like no it's German for the Bart the <laughs> and then one of the jur- one of the jurors leads over and goes well anyone who speaks German can't be that bad <laughs> <laughs> so good (laughs) That's funny. Uh,
3: They They had some good jokes on that show.
0: All right. Number seven. After 35 years of show business, people already forget who you are. Just like what's his name? You know, the guy. He always wore the shirt.
3: Oh my God! I think I wrote that, and I don't. I don't know who's. <laughs>
2: okay, kind don't, of like.
0: Don't blame me. It's the Perkaden. If you ask me, that stuff rots your brain. And now a word from our new
3: sponsor, oh, Perkaden. Yep. Oh crap! Yeah, yeah. I, think, I actually, I think I actually wrote that one. If this is anyone
2: but Steve Allen. You're stealing my bit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, was, uh, what was the? Um, the thing that you, what was the one before this? The uh,
1: after thirty-five years in show business,
3: right? There was a line that uh, I think my one of my favorite lines. I have a couple really favorite lines, but once was before O.J. Simpson went to jail in Florida or wherever he's in Nevada when he was actually living in Florida, right. Marge said, I haven't been this upset since the juice was on the loose. Lisa <laughs> goes, he's still on the loose. And she goes, ah! <laughs> uh, all
0: right, number eight. Grandma had hair like that when she went to sleep in her forever box.
3: Uh, but That's probably uh, Bart or Lisa.
0: All right, I'll keep going. Oh, M- oh Mr. Todd, Luther-
3: uh, Todd. Uh, no, go ahead.
0: Mr. Luther King had a dream. Dreams are where Elmo and Toy Story had a party, and I went there. Oh, Ralph Wiggum. Yay, yeah. my
3: turn is over. My Ralph That's Cat's
2: Wiggum. Breath smells like
3: cat food. Yeah. <laughs> um, those, all the great it Ralph Wiggum like lines. <laughs> yes, all the great Ralph Wiggum li- lines were written by George Meyer. It's
0: Ralph's so funny Hi, so I wrote, yeah, I If I was... could
3: toot my own horn sure. If I could toot my own horn You'd be a millionaire when, <laughs> If I could toot my own horn I wouldn't be here I'd be <laughs> out in the car tooting my horn uh, When Bart, when uh, Ralph Walked into the adults only section Of the comic book store which was based on The adults only section of the old golden apple With the western swing mm-hmm. joys they go Shame <laughs> uh i wrote the line when he walked in everybody's hugging my other favorite thing he said was a hi
0: super nintendo chalmers (laughs) so good all right number nine uh the term is courting thank you the restraining order says no no but her eyes say yes yes
3: Ooh, that's a good one that sounds like a mo line but it's not
0: i'll give you more human contact the final frontier
3: Oh, comic book guy. Yep. Boom.
0: But Aquaman, you cannot marry a woman without gills. You are from two different worlds. <laughs> uh, I think it's real. somebody the other night, uh, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Pollock's uh-huh. lady, she knows a ton about Simpsons. Not the, com- I not guess, the actor. <laughs> not the actor. I guess, <laughs> he was uh, there too, though. Oh, crazy she, guy. I guess a comic book guy, has his real name was revealed once, and she knows it. It's
3: oh, it's like, but it's really nondescript. It was yeah. like, it's like Craig Davis It's like or Jeff Albertson. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, there was a move to have him named after Eddie Gorodetsky who uh, looks like uh, – is like a physical uh, equivalent of comic book guy and a super great guy, um, writer. And, but he didn't get that. But he didn't get the appellation. Oh, God. Somebody – I was all for it.
0: My other favorite comic book guy is when uh, Kent Brockman asked him if he saw the news that night and he goes, No, I get my news from the internet like a normal person. Goodbye, dinosaur. <laughs> 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 uh, and finally, number 10. I I I no me gusta. I I I no es bueno. I, Dios, no mi ama.
3: Okay, hang on. I know the character.
1: uh,
3: Yeah, Bumblebee, man. Boom. There you go.
1: Now I have questions. You did very well. You did a great job. Uh, Have you ever met an Olsen twin?
3: No. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, she you... asks it
0: every time. Don't worry. Don't worry
3: about it. <laughs> not to worry. my knowledge.
1: You probably have. You're going to get a call from a PR person that's <laughs> yeah. like, you don't remember? You don't that remember girl would have flipped and out. <laughs> I introduced you. You guys had a three-way. Um, okay. You've <laughs> that angered... I would have remembered. <laughs> Maybe. They're very small. You might not even know what's happening.
3: Uh... I made them sing and Mothra came.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, okay. You've angered a wizard, and he's giving you the choice between... Two punishments. Either you have to give up stand-up as a mode of performance. You can still do any of your other creative outlets, but you can't do stand-up. Or you can still do stand-up, but only for mega churches.
3: Oh, uh, the latter—that would be awesome. Ooh, brave man. Yeah, just. Constant fighting. <laughs> you
1: would thrive in that. You'd be like, I would, home yeah. sweet home. Yeah, yeah.
3: Surly stairs. Hostile, unexpressed emotion. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hours
0: and hours of record scratches after everything you say. Okay.
3: That's a weird thing, and this is not my observation, but somebody did say that like, if I ever get my kids into religion, it won't be one where they have to stare at a guy nailed to a board for two hours a week. <laughs> 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 we did like in our house house, too. It's just like, you just grow up looking at this guy in agony all the time. It's so so healthy for you. so horrifying. Um, <laughs>
1: okay, I hear you're writing a TV pilot uh, that Tim Burton is set to direct, and it's supposed to have an incredibly kitschy feel and an unlikely cast. Can you tell us a little about it?
3: Well is sort of a departure for Tim Burton. <laughs> it stars Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Oh,
1: wow, I wonder how that's going oh, to be. got him.
3: Yeah. A lot of the <laughs> characters were gray and brown and horizontally striped stockings. <laughs>
1: but do they have a lot of eye makeup on? They have a
3: lot of eye makeup and it's about a misfit that nobody understands.
1: Oh, weird. I don't think it's going to work.
3: Kind of a departure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Oh, and there's no second or third act. <laughs>
1: It's one bit the whole time,
0: and then he's just going to remake it a couple of years later. Oh, yeah.
1: um, okay. Can you show us what it would sound like if Newt Gingrich had an encounter with Chris Matthews over the last jelly donut? <laughs> That's a lot to ask.
3: I know. Um, <clears throat> I'm not very good at Newt Gingrich, uh, but I could do. Uh, I could do. Uh, we can tap him out. I could do. I could do. Uh, you know, I was just going for the jelly donut. There's your green room. And uh, I don't think it was wrong for me to go to the jail. See, so that's the thing. You people, you come in. And this is the thing about politicians. I'm not a politician. I'm a regular guy. i from Philly. I, you know, I, I'm a regular working class guy. I pack my own lunch. I have a ham sandwich. a tuna sandwich. Some guys have a peanut butter sandwich. All kinds of bread. You know, when I was a kid, growing up, we'd have white bread. And that was it. You had white bread. If you didn't like it, you didn't have bread that day. Now we have rye bread, wheat bread, stone ground bread. Peanut Pockets, Tortilla. T- t- What's the difference between a corn tortilla and a wheat tortilla? That's the one thing I don't understand. Angelina Jolie She doesn't have boobs anymore mm-hmm. But she still has a tattoo She gets a tattoo of Billy Bob Thornton She walks in with a Now hear me out It's important She goes in the She goes in the Have the donut, throw the donut You go in she saving me half A donut or Cruller You know a Cruller could be a cr- I think a Cruller was just a donut That didn't get made properly And they renamed it That's the beauty of this country That's the people That this country is going to survive Because we don't just call them a failed donut We give them another name They move ahead Angelina Jolie Eugene Robinson, your thoughts?
0: (laughs) Nice.
1: Oh, you just made a little girl's dream come true, Uh, Angelina Jolie, that is. (laughs) Jolie. Angelina Jolie.
3: I met Chris Matthews at Real Time with Bill Maher, and he just started telling me the name of people that had my name. Hi, Chris. Dana Gould, nice to meet you. Dana Gould. Dana Andrews, famous actor. Dana Andrews. (laughs) Yes. Dana Elcare, also. Oh my God. Detective shows. Yeah, I remember him. Dana. uh, Dana Carvey. You must know him. (laughs) I do yeah, yeah. Uh, Dana Delaney Was that her name? Dana Delaney Yes <laughs> So
1: great
0: to get to, get to know you Are we talking? Can <laughs> you throw Bill Dana out there? Where are you Bill going last name?
3: Jose <laughs> oh, so Jimenez, right? Bill Dana <laughs> <laughs> yeah, People of Latins are important to our culture government that makes it hoover dam the government makes it dams public works project. well he'll go off on a rant and then he'll sum it up by what it is hoover dam golden gate bridge people jump off the golden gate bridge they jump off the hoover dam but these were not designed to be suicide spots it's just things that happen we still need them we use them public works projects (laughs) an essay
0: it's like it's just like he's free associating beat poetry up there And then that he ends up trying and then
1: someone to put a flashes bow on in it. the card like, yeah. come back to the thesis, man. Come back <laughs> to, to the, the thesis. thesis. My friend
3: who is a, a big-name pundit uh, says uh, he should do that show in a vest of dynamite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Ugh. Okay, this is the last question, and you were free. Uh, if you had to be roommates and work from home with any two characters from the Simpsons universe, who, who would it be?
3: Well... I could do it with Mo because I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there, done that. Um, You know, Lenny or Carl would be good roommates, but I'm also for some reason a big fan of disco stew.
1: (laughs) That's asking for a lot at your house. Disco stew
0: will not do the dishes.
1: Yeah,
3: probably Carl. If
1: If you want a happy lifestyle.
3: Carl, Yeah. Carl wants to said, Pick me, Carl. I'm an Urban Lenny. <laughs> 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 oh. Carl's pretty. Carl's like a decent, He'd decent help. guy. He's He'd a help. Guy. Carl's a us. decent guy. He's it's sort of like somebody deal. made the observation on Mad Men that um Betty's husband Ted Oh yeah. is like the only decent person on the show. <laughs> oh,
1: man, he's signed up for a shit life yeah, with But her. he's a
3: he's a really decent person. He doesn't he's not a dick. <laughs>
1: he's not a, an abuser.
3: No, he's he's very kind. He's caring. He's, he doesn't really belong. In
1: yeah. a word, he's a misfit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Ted's a decent guy and uh and the other Ted yeah. Uh, the, and the, the, both the Teds are good people.
1: I guess that's the code for Mad Men. I think yeah, you Mad- cracked be it. Be a Mad- Ted. Mad- Mad- be a Ted. Be a Ted.
3: Well, thanks for coming on, Danny.
0: You
1: made it.
3: I you did. I'm it. sorry I took so long. Uh, Elizabeth Moth. Sigh, sigh. Makes me sad. Okay.
1: Sigh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it Makes is sad. sad. Why does that have to happen? I don't know. <sighs> I don't, like it, it's creepy to know that because it can, It just taints the yeah. love a little.
3: Okay. Oh. let's end on taint taint
0: uh people should check out your podcast the dana gould hour mm-hmm. it is never a, awesome
3: never an hour long
0: there you go that's the
3: trick <laughs> that's you're pulling the little rug sometimes it's uh 55 minutes sometimes it's two hours and 55 a little minutes. little shy
0: pretty much our deal as well uh and also they can follow you on twitter it's at dana j gould yes uh, you can is follow Dana
3: Gould is some douchebag realtor and Natick who tweeted five times and <laughs> then Chris stopped Mahathies tweeting. Chris Matthews can tell you all about him. Yeah. Dana Gould, like Dana Gould on Twitter. Dana Gould, like a realtor and, and uh, Natick that uh, tweeted five times and doesn't tweet anymore. You know him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, housing market. <laughs> tell me it up.
3: Bukkake. Uh, <laughs> Sean <F>. Kennedy.
0: <laughs> uh, you can follow us on there as well. I'm at Colstrat.
1: I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The
0: podcast is at PMC Podcast. Ooh. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Dana. Thank you
1: so much.
3: Like all podcasting, I'm in it for the money. Subscribe to the Pop My
0: Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.